I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Right now, he covers the NBA for The Ringer. It's Michael Pina making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. Michael, thank you for your time. I always appreciate you being here. Last night, while the Grizzlies were en route to beating the Brooklyn Nets 134-124, you tweeted, John Morant and Desmond Bain are the best backcourt in the NBA. How obvious is it to you that that is true? Well, Gary, you know, there's a decent number of pretty good backcourts in the league. you got to give your due to Steph and Clay. I want to see Trey and DeJounte Murray in Atlanta, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland in Cleveland are new. We'll see what happens there. But I'm looking at the leap that I'm seeing again from Desmond Bain and the, the subtle leap again from John Moran. I don't know how sustainable the three-point shooting is, but he seems – it sounds crazy to say this. He seems even more athletic than he was last year just in the first few games of the season, leading the league in scoring right now. Um, these two are just amazing, and they're so complimentary. Uh, they play so well together. Um, they defend – they play hard. Uh, I, I, I think it's it's kind of easy right now to look across the landscape and just say, okay, these two are the best. This is the best backcourt in the league right now. Before we talk more about the Grizzlies, let's uh, discuss Brooklyn a little bit. Now one and two through three games. Um, ben Simmons fouled out again last night. Um, what do you make of, of Simmons so far in his return to basketball through three, through three outings? Yeah, Simmons has been, I think, a lot of us expected him to be uh, tentative with the ball, uh, a little bit hesitant. He's, uh, let's say, bashful when it comes to trying to draw fouls and being aggressive. And that's, it, as I said, is expected, but it's pretty concerning. Um, you know, when there's one man between him and the basket, he'll he'll pull up, stop his dribble, and survey the court. That's really not what the Brooklyn Nets need him to do. There's a lot of dribble handoffs out on the perimeter where he doesn't look at the rim. And I understand the talent that he has around him and the fact that, you know, Steve Nash has called him the engine for this offense. They want him to get everybody else involved. But at the end of the day, they need him to be way more aggressive as a scorer, going downhill, trying to initiate contact. He did not do that really at all last night against the Grizzlies. Um, I think defensively, the fouls are a little bit curious, to be honest. And, you know, well, I don't expect him to foul out of a ton of games this season, but he hasn't quite been the, you know, the, the all-defensive team player that he was a couple of years ago when we last saw him healthy so far this year. But, you know, he took all of last season off, so 
you know, there's some rust to shake off, but I think the, the aggression, I don't know if that's going to come back, to be honest with you. There was some thought in his final weeks in Philadelphia, if not months in Philadelphia, that this was mostly mental stuff. Like he wasn't as aggressive as he previously was or needs to be because he was literally scared, for lack of a better word, to go to the free throw line because he is such a terrible free throw shooter. Um, do you subscribe to that? That m- Clearly there's some rust to work a- work off. He took all last season off, like you mentioned, but how much of this is, is, is mental with, with Ben Simmons? He's the only one that can answer that question, obviously, but from just what you see, I mean, the last time we saw him on the court in a Sixers uniform, I don't think he scored in the fourth quarter of that series against the Hawks or the last four games, I want to say. Um, I didn't score. So there was obviously something going on when it came to a, a reluctance to, to draw contact, to be aggressive, to go downhill, to try to finish at the rim. I mean, he's at his best when he's collapsing the defense, turning the corner, kicking to the, to, to, to the corner um, for open threes and, and making plays like that. And, when defenses do not respect you and they're staying home on the three-point line and they, they think if you drive, you'll, you'll pick up your dribble and look back out to the perimeter and try to just throw it back out and restart the offense, like, you're not a threat. So, I and off the ball, I mean, forget about it. The, the, the Memphis Grizzlies just like, we're not guarding him last night when he didn't have the ball in his hand. So, I, I, I mean, it probably is a mental issue. I mean, he collided with Steven Adams last night and then held his back on one position and obviously he had back surgery last year. Maybe that's a factor here. I don't I don't know. Um, but it's it's a little bit concerning if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Talking to Michael Pina from The Ringer. He's on Twitter at Michael V. Pina. Back to the Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant um, was awesome last season. All-NBA performer. And I'm with you. He looks better this season. I also agree with you. I don't know that you know, the three-point shot dropping as reliably as it has through four games is something that's going to continue. But if he has even elevated himself to something you can reasonably call a quality three-point shooter, uh, he becomes very difficult to deal with because even when you can play off of him, teams have a, a very difficult time keeping him uh, you know, away from the rim, out of the lane. What do you make of, broadly speaking, what we've seen from John Morant so far this season? I mean, he was my preseason pick to win MVP. I feel really good about that yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's hitting, obviously, he's, he's, I think he's shooting like 68% from behind the three-point line right now, something crazy. That That's not going to keep up. But if he hits threes at a rate where, okay, we have to hesitate mentally in terms of do we go under the screen here, then he's, he's got you beat before he even takes a dribble towards the paint. And we know how effective he is in the paint. And it's also a really good thing for his body and his health because he's, he's, he's strong, but he's slight. And obviously he led the NBA in points in the paint last season. That takes a toll. Uh, it's a very physical game down there. He's a point guard. So if you can limit that, if you can hit threes, uh, save your body a little bit, um, uh, stay healthy. I think that that just benefits him in a different type of way. But he's, I mean, he's unguardable going downhill. His hang time is absurd. He had one play last night where he stopped at the free throw line, 
uh, looked off to the corner to pass it and then decided in midair that he actually wanted to shoot it and scored. And it was just, and Kyrie Irving fouled him, I believe. It was just, he's, he's otherworldly. He's the most entertaining player I've ever seen play basketball. Ever. Because I've heard people say most entertaining. I even saw Tim Bontips on ESPN earlier today say he's the most entertaining player in the league right now. It's inarguable. You'll take it a step further and say he's the most entertaining player you've ever seen. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly don't think it's that controversial. He, he makes three, four, five plays a night. Even just you know, watching the Houston game, the, the ball fakes that he has where he just shakes people out of their shoes regularly. Um, it's so unpredictable in a league that is pretty homogenous when it comes to high pick and roll game. Like he just does different things. And it's, I mean, it's a joy to watch. I have to watch like basically every Memphis Grizzlies game this season and I'll kick myself. I'm talking to Michael Pina from the ringer. He's on Twitter at Michael V Pina. I want to bounce around the league with you just a little bit. San Antonio improved to three and one last night with a 115-106 victory at Minnesota. It was the second night of a back-to-back for the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards was terrible, three of 15 from the field, and even afterward sort of acknowledged, I am terrible on the second night of a back-to-back. I've got to figure out how to be better in these spots. Carl Anthony Towns was subsequently asked about that, and he said, I need to help him be better, and one of the ways is, you know, I know you guys think it's funny when he's talking about eating Popeyes and McDonald's every night, but that's not funny to me. We're high-level athletes. We should be treating our bodies um, better. It's certainly the implication was that Anthony Edwards treats his body. Um, you know, perhaps it's just nothing and everybody will move on, but it was notable to hear Carl Anthony Towns you know, somewhat be critical of his high-profile teammate. Do they have issues in Minnesota right now? I mean, the way that they lost that basketball game was pretty worrisome. The transition defense was embarrassing. The San Antonio Spurs, I mean, everybody expects them to be one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the NBA this season. And to lay an egg like that, it just it just can't happen. And I think that, you know, there are, I mean, it's it's very early in the season, obviously. It's a little too early, though, to have, one star call out another star on a team that has very high expectations and just gave up its entire future for Rudy Gobert. So it's concerning for sure. And, you know, it's also early, so we'll see what happens. But I wouldn't be – I'm not too encouraged by what I heard last night by Kat. I mean, that's something that you normally would say in private as opposed to on a podium to the media. There's only one team in the NBA that is off to a 4-0 and start, and it's the Portland Trailblazers. Is this a sign that they reworked the roster, drafted well enough to put Damian Lillard in a position to actually compete something in the West, or is it just, hey, it's a nice start, but like, let's not get carried away? I mean, they're not going to win the title, but <laughs> it's fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a change of pace for them. Um, they're younger, they're athletic, they're long, they're versatile. They have... Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Simons is a fireworks display as he was last night. Um, I like the lineup versatility when Gary Payton the second comes back and you can play him as a small ball five. Um, if you're, or if you're Chauncey Billups and you're a little sick of Yusuf Nurkic missing layups around the basket, he missed like five last night, I want to say. Um, but it's, it's a fun team. It's a young team. Jeremy Grant's a real NBA player. Um, Justice Winslow has looked good as a small ball five so far. Sharp, the rookie, is exciting. Um, there's a lot to like about this team. I just don't know exactly. if you're. If, I think they can make the playoffs. I don't know where they go after that. 
I'm wrapping up here with Michael Pina from uh, The Ringer. He's on Twitter, at Michael V. Pina. Last thing before I let you go, one end of the spectrum, you got the Blazers sitting at 4-0. Other end of the spectrum, you got the Lakers sitting at 0-3 with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and an obvious Russell Westbrook problem. Um, how do you resolve this if you're L.A.? Is there a way to actually improve this and and not waste what are you know possibly the last great years of of LeBron James' career? Uh, I don't I don't know how you solve it beyond you know telling Russ to take a leave of absence from the team. Starting him is kind of a joke right now. I don't, I don't you know coming into the season I thought that that was something that you couldn't afford to do. So the fact that he's still in the starting lineup is is a disservice to LeBron. It's a disservice to Russ, frankly. Um, you know, a lot was made of that pull-up three, uh, pull-up jumper he took, the two-for-one um, against Portland, and he's only taken three pull-up jumpers this entire season. So this isn't Russ being Russ. This is just some really bad basketball player, and he's he's searching for a role, and there isn't one for him. So I don't know what to do. I mean, his contract is obviously massive, and uh, no team is going to take that without taking unprotected first-round picks in the future that the Lakers would be dumb to give up for nothing. So. I don't know what the solution is beyond just kind of exercising him from the team. Like, it reminded me of what the Houston Rockets did with John Wall a couple of years ago. That is Michael Pina from The Ringer. Make sure you read him at The Ringer. Follow him on Twitter, at Michael V. Pina. Terrific stuff, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Gary. All right, brother. That's Michael Pina from The Ringer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.